Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Jesse Neeland and this is not about your body. Um, today I want to talk about the runner who is one of my four body image avatars. So if you are not familiar with any of that material, you can go find it. You can type in Jesse Neeland and um, four body image avatars on YouTube and you'll find some free material covering it all. It is the system that I use to help my clients identify the root causes of their body image suffering and move towards body neutrality. So um, the runner is one of them. And each of the body image avatars has a sort of hidden plan, <laughs> a kind of purpose and root cause uh, for why it exists and why it's tormenting you and why it's causing you to suffer from body image issues. Um, and the runners is seeking safety, safety and security, a feeling of safety. And what's interesting about the runner is when I first started working with people on the body image avatars, I had sort of thought, you know, the runner is seeking safety and security because the world is an unsafe place, right? Like they're afraid of everything from rejection to violence. Like it, it is not a safe place to be. They crave safety and they're hoping that by controlling their body enough, they will um, be able to get the kind of security and safety that they crave. But what I discovered is Actually, the threats that the runner is responding to are most of the time not external. Now there is, I use sort of a subsect of the runner to, to identify people who are afraid of violence caused by how they look. That is absolutely a thing, it does exist. People in marginalized bodies are afraid of um, acts of violence that are more likely because of something about their body. But the massive majority of what I see showing up for people who identify with the runner is actually just a fear of their own feelings, you know, a fear of their own discomfort and pain. And what's interesting about that is, of course, their own discomfort and pain is responsive to external factors, right? So like, let's say somebody rejects you, you could say it really hurt that they rejected me, but actually what really hurts is the thing that happens inside of you then. Them saying, I don't want to be friends with you anymore, or whatever the rejection is, um, that doesn't inherently cause pain, or that is not inherently painful. What hurts is the thing that arises inside of you as a response, which is like, maybe feelings of shame, maybe feelings of grief, depending on what this relationship was like and your relationship to rejection in general. It could be any number of things, but all that stuff rises up inside of your body and hurts you. And that is a, it's an important distinction because when you think about what you're afraid of, most people are thinking about the external factor that leads to the discomfort or pain. They're not thinking, oh, well, what I'm really afraid of is my own discomfort and pain. But for the massive majority of my runners, that is what they are afraid of. And when they think about seeking safety and security from the, the source of pain, they are thinking, oh, I would like to keep that from happening. I don't want to have scary or bad things happen to me. They're not thinking to themselves, I want to build a healthier relationship with my own experience of pain. You know, that's a pretty unusual way of thinking about it. But actually, when I work with these clients, that's exactly what they need to do. Because the truth is, you don't get to stay safe from pain. You know, you're not going to go through this life without being hurt or without experiencing um, things that are uncomfortable. So 
with that in mind, simply by trying to avoid it or control it or keep it from happening, you're kind of like resisting the very experience of life. You spend a lot of time trying to keep life from happening to you. Because life is both joyful and painful, you know, it's the whole human experience. So if you try to keep painful from happening, you're also going to keep a lot of joyful from happening. And this is where a lot of my my clients will end up where they're like, I'm obsessed with controlling my body so that I don't have to think about my feelings so that I don't have to feel discomfort and pain. Oh, but also you don't get to feel joy and like liberation and all of those really wonderful feelings if you're obsessed with controlling your body and your feelings so that you don't feel pain. Like that's the flip side, unfortunately. You don't get to just numb half of your feelings and still feel the others. When you turn down the volume on pain, you are also turning down the volume on joy. You are disconnecting yourself from your feelings, all of them, if you are disconnecting from some of them. And that's where a lot of runners end up is they are so focused on staying distracted from their own feelings or avoiding their own feelings or numbing their own feelings so that they can avoid the painful ones. They end up not really fully living, you know, and they, they end up feeling like really terrible, either in themselves, in their lives, um, sort of existentially a lot of times they'll just feel like what is the point of any of this like I work so hard not to be in pain and I'm sort of in pain anyway and life isn't that great and what what the hell is the point of any of this and the answer is you are missing out on the full range of the human experience because you're trying to numb feelings because you have a, a disordered relationship with your own discomfort a lot of times that translates to a disordered relationship to food and exercise and weight and body image because it is just a way of managing and controlling and distracting from and numbing all of those things because ultimately it's a little bit more manageable and tangible and sort of um, easy to understand counting calories than it is to be like sitting with your existential pain of like why you were born or whatever you know like those big things those big human sources of pain they can sometimes just be like too much and so it's a lot easier to break down your pain into things that feel manageable like I shouldn't have eaten dessert today or whatever because that, at least as a source of pain, you can change, <laughs> you can understand, you can solve tomorrow. And that's where a lot of the runners get stuck. They get stuck in a place of trying to control something that is not in their control. They get stuck using habits and behaviors to control a body and, a, and, and their emotions and their thoughts in such a way that they can avoid the whole human experience. Because they so desperately want to avoid the parts that hurt. And I will say a lot of my runners have really good reason for this. You know, they have a lot of trauma. They have a lot of things that have been unfairly placed on them that hurt. And so sometimes it's just outside their damn capacity. You know, they're like, this is too painful and I can't handle it. And that's completely valid. But at a certain point, it being too, hand, uh, too painful for you to handle means you have to run away from it. And in order to run away from it, you have to run away constantly. It is an everyday job to run away from your feelings. You have to numb every single day. You have to distract yourself and stay busy every single day. You can't sit with yourself quietly with your thoughts. That'd be terrifying. It'll get you, you know, it's like coming after you. So you have to stay running and it's exhausting. When I talk to my runners, that's what I hear. They are exhausted. And so when I think about the big path to healing for the runner, like what a person in this position needs to do to stop hating their body is the same thing they need to do to start feeling truly alive and truly connected to who they are as people and truly in this world. 
you know, a lot of that might have to do with like present, being present and being mindful. Um, a lot of it has to do with learning how to feel their, their sensations of their body because they've practiced tuning those out, whether those are physical sensations like um, hunger and fullness and thirst and fatigue and all those things, or if it's just emotional, like they've been tuning out sadness and they've been tuning out anger and you have to learn how to feel grief and you have to learn how to feel all of these feelings. Sometimes it's intuition. They've been tuning out intuition as hard as they possibly can because they do not want to know what they know. And those are things that they have to rebuild a connection to. They have to learn that language from scratch sometimes because they've been doing this for a lifetime. They have to learn how to feel themselves. They have to learn how to be present in their bodies and they have to learn how to be present in the world. And then with all of this, this is the sort of it gets worse before it gets better part, they have to deal with all of the pain and discomfort that comes with that. Because again, when you've been numbing and hiding from your own feelings, a lot of times you just don't have the capacity to feel those things. So you have to slowly build that capacity up by feeling them. But when you do that, you actually invite a feeling of competence and confidence in your own ability to handle things that hurt. Which means all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be rejected, but if I was, I'd be able to handle it. I don't want to fail, but if I was, if I did, I'd be okay. I don't want to you know, break my leg, but I know that I can handle pain. So if I happened to, I'd survive it. Whatever it might be, you know, if your, if your marriage fell apart, if you lost a loved one, like these are things that people spend their entire lives running from the pain of, even before they happen. And learning to be vulnerable enough to feel that pain, to let that exist and to be present with what is and to process all of those feelings in a healthy way through your body allows you to say, I don't want those things to happen, but if they did, I would survive it. I would be okay. I know how to handle pain. I can hold it inside my body. I don't have to run away from it. I don't have to avoid it. I don't have to numb it, which means I don't need numbing techniques, you know, or at least not usually. Maybe Maybe sometimes you do, you know, I mean, sometimes we all go outside our capacity for handling things that hurt and are stressful. So like by all means, when things get really stressful, it, is, it might be a good time to eat a tub of ice cream or take a shot of whiskey because those are the moments where you're like, okay, I'm outside of my tolerance window here. So I'm going to need a little extra numbing. Um, but also you don't want that to be your daily life. And runners, a lot of times, they're stuck in that in their daily life. They're, they're used to numbing behaviors like scrolling endlessly, shopping endlessly online, um, you know, things like gambling, exercise addiction, eating disorders, all of these things, substance use, they allow them to stay numb and to keep running from their own feelings. Because the thing that feels scary is their own feelings. You know, the like, the threat is coming from inside the house, that's the runner. So if this resonates with you at all, I would highly encourage you to explore your relationship with your own feelings to see what it would look like for you to feel more, like what it would look like for you to embody your body more, to inhabit yourself and allow yourself to learn the language of the sensations your body is giving you and your emotions, all of that information that lives inside your body that you may have been purposefully trying to disconnect from all this time, that's where being fully alive lives. And a lot of times that's what you need in order to move away from body control, obsession, and anxiety, or body hatred and negativity. So it ultimately comes down to 
can you learn to have a healthy relationship with pain so that you're not scared all the time? Because when you're scared all the time, you need a ton of coping mechanisms, you know? You need to be distracted, you need to be um, numbing, you need to be running away. When you're not scared all the time because you know you can handle whatever painful thing might happen to you because life can be painful sometimes, you don't have to live in anticipation of that. You can just say, ah, I hope that doesn't happen and if it does, I'll deal with it. It's a completely different way of living and it alters your relationship to those body image suffering habits completely because you really just don't need them anymore. They, they become less important when you're not numbing or when you're not running. So yeah, if you are a runner, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Feel free to um, check out my other material on the avatars because I do offer a self-assessment in my avatars guide. And we'll be talking about this at length in the avatars project, which is an eight week program to learn more about how to use this system um, to really be able to move yourself towards body neutrality. And I'm really excited about it. We start um, mid-February. So if you are interested in that, please go check out my website, jessamulan.com. Under products and services, you will find um, the Avatars project, and you can sign up there. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at jessamuland or uh, through my website. And I hope that this is at least interesting to you, even if you don't resonate with the runner. Um, and if it is something that you resonate with, that it will be of value to you to start exploring what kind of work you would need in order to move away from all of that uh, body image suffering, body image control stuff, because that really just robs you, robs all of us of the experience of being fully alive and fully present and fully here. And I want better for everyone. So that's it. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.